Jamie and I with you here live from uh, the Briar. Getting set for night one. Uh, this is uh, the Green Zone. We're located between the Brandt Center, just outside the Brandt Center, and the Patch, which has a free admission tonight. Uh, the man who will be covering the Briar for us is Green Zone writer slash Briar reporter, uh, Britton Gray, uh, here on the Green Zone. We're, were you covering the Briar last time? No. No, Scotties. I did the Scotties in 20, uh, 2020. The Scotties in 2020. They're 20. Yeah. Okay. 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 So this is your first Briar. First Briar. I'm excited. I can't <laughs> wait for this week of curling. Well, at the Scotty, you had fun at the Scotties uh, covering that. Uh, well, super fun out in Moose Jaw. Yeah. Kind of just the, the first real big curling event I got to cover, and it was. It was a real fun experience. I'm hoping it translates here. Everything I've heard, I'm expecting. High, I have high expectations for the Briar here. Yeah, it's a, it's always a fun week, uh, whatever the event when it's held in Saskatchewan. Uh, you were uh, up bright and early. Team Saskatchewan had an 8 a.m. start time for their practice. How are they? How are they feeling before tonight? How are they? How are they doing? How are they feeling? to get this thing started they're feeling good they feel confident i mean mike McEwen, he's been around for a while now he's one of the best shooters in curling especially when he's on and they they also know that the drought's there <laughs> i remember i was talking to colton flash earlier i was like you know it's been a while i was like i hear 1980 a lot it's like yes <laughs> every year that the team in green has asked that because it's been so long for a curling mad province like saskatchewan they want to see one of their teams win We'll see if it's this year. Very good competition, but you never know if if, if they're all on. Yep. Mike McEwen can do what Mike McEwen does sometimes. Why not? And that's just it uh, with a with a curler like Mike and Flash, and uh, as Kirk Myers was telling us, well, the Marsh Bros have been uh, all like, all stars uh, at a Briar. Uh, like they put it all together. Uh, it is, and they're one of the top ranked teams going in uh, to the Montana's Briar. So why not? Uh, enough with 1980. Maybe we'll start in 10, 12 years talking about uh, 2024. I haven't won since uh, 2024 for uh, Team Saskatchewan. Uh, we'll see how uh, this one goes. As the uh, Briar gets started uh, tonight as uh, Canada takes on Prince Edward Island, Brad Guju will uh, always be one of the favorites, as will Brendan Botcher. <sighs> Britain. All week long, weekend long, we're going to be posting videos of what happened at the Highland Curling Club yesterday. Uh, Wheels and I going head-to-head in a competition on the ice. Later this week, or next week, I should say, we're going to go off the ice because I, I see there's some things to do around here off the ice that can also be equally competitive. So you can check it out, our Facebook page, Jamie and I, the Sports Guy. Round number one was posted today. You can go watch the video of round number. I am so ticked off. I am so <laughs> mad. I am so mad. So you know who won round number one, late. I'm so mad. Wheels has curled once in his life. I curled competitively for my junior days. Haven't curled in a while, to be honest. How? How? You watched it. You were filming it. How did he win? Challenge number one, by the way, was who could slide out of the hack the farthest. Not only did he win, Jamie, he fell down (laughs) coming out of the hack and still (laughs) kept going and went further. I don't It defied the laws of physics, but it's a win. 
Uh, they don't ask how, they just ask how You many. can watch the video and try to assess, first off, the form in which he can't. Like, I'm surprised his kneecap didn't bust open the way it slammed against the ice. And then he finds his balance and still. Now, in my defense, I would like to go take you behind the curtain a little bit. In my defense, my first kick out of the hack, I thought I blew out my calf like i was like oh my goodness i better take it easy or i'm not going to be able to finish the rest of this shoot for what is about to happen so i'm like after his first two slides i'm like i don't really need to go that hard and then he had the last slide and all of a sudden i couldn't believe it i was so i'm so ticked it's off. only round one and the excuse train is starting jamie isn't it it's yes it is already making excuses yeah. for why wheels is out to an early one to nothing lead. so you can check out the video at green zone sk on uh, facebook uh twitter at green zone sk on instagram and twitter also on tiktok as well uh, you can find it there but on facebook jamie and i the sports guy uh, facebook page you can go find that video share it if you'd like uh more videos throughout the weekend and next weekend as now i have to make a comeback somehow against if i lose to wheels i swear to goodness this is not good for my reputation <laughs> it's already taking a hit being down one to nothing yes uh all right now, of course uh britain also uh, going on this week it is the combine caleb williams was there today at the combine and he's ta- I, I get it. I get it. I understand it. Every guy at the Combine is going to talk himself up as being great. But he is not going through the medicals this week. He It's unprecedented. People are like, everybody who's come to the Combine forever has done this. You go through the medicals, you get the body mass index, you get your height, your weight, all, all that stuff is done. He's not doing it this week because he's only going to do it for the teams that actually have a realistic shot of drafting him because not that he's expecting to go first overall, but I'm going first overall. So I'll just... this attitude going into <laughs> his career, Britain, I am going no. I like Yesterday I was against with his dad talking about part ownership. I'm like, I don't know about this. On the way he's talking going into the National Football League. I mean, this is the way where athletics are going, where players are taking more control of their careers now they're perceived from the teams. The NBA led it, right? LeBron James and the NBA players run that league, essentially. They, they force the trades. They, they kind of do their contracts to how they want it done. And it's starting to bleed into other leagues because the younger guys coming up see the NBA players doing it. Well, why can't I do it as an NFL player? Especially now that there's that option to stay in college and make a boatload of money in college that there wasn't there before. It's no longer leave so you can get your money right away. You can make good money in the NCAA now, so it's football. Does it ever go to hockey? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's it, We'll see exactly, but it's the way athletes are perceiving themselves and taking control of how they're viewed instead of letting the teams kind of make the narrative for them. I get that. I get it. I, I love players taking more control over themselves, but there, I still i am a little old school when it comes to, at some point, you, you got to earn your keep a little bit. Again, I've said it over and over again. The kid has not thrown a foot. He hasn't won a game in the National Football League, and the already 
I feel being an arrogant attitude, I go, is he really going to put in the work necessary to be great, or does he already think he's great, and it's going to be another flop at first overall if it is the Chicago Bears? Although, if Ryan Poles is listening, trade the pick. Go... And as no, and as he been, said, as he no. even said, everybody thinks they're going to keep Justin Fields. He's like they can draft a pretty good quarterback at seven, eight, or nine, wherever they pick next. They're they're not they're, they're drafting Caleb Williams. Let's just end this. <laughs> like they're not passing on a chance to get Caleb Williams, despite all this outside noise. He's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a while. That means nothing until you get on the field. But one of the best quarterback prospects. I mean. If it doesn't work out, it's just the Bears. This is what the Bears do. He'll trade Justin Fields, he'll be an all-star, and Caleb Williams won't work out because that's what the Bears do. doesn't matter what happens. Oh, it's just the Bears. Uh, Okay, let's talk a little uh, CFL action. Chad Kelly has made a public comment for the first time. I am shocked by the allegations which have been made against me. I absolutely deny these events and intend to vigorously defend myself and will be seeking the dismissal of the action. Uh, Randy Ambrosi, uh, earlier or yesterday, uh, this was Randy Ambrosi talking about the CFL's investigation. We're going to let the process play out and we'll let the facts as they come, as they are revealed because of the investigation, we'll let those facts be presented to us and then we'll make a decision on what the right course of action is. I think it's way too soon uh, to make any, can reach any conclusions to have any pass any judgments in fact i you know we we use in this in canada we use due process as a as a principle of a good society i think you want to have good due process and we'll uh, and once we know and have the have the facts as revealed by the investigation we'll make the appropriate appropriate judgment well um it's uh, of course we don't know anything what is going to come out like what randy ambrosi said it's innocent until proven guilty. And let's again say uh, Chad Kelly is not charged uh, with assault or anything. It, this is a he's being sued for fifty thousand uh, dollars for Ontario human rights uh, violations uh, and harassment uh, with a former employee of the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, just got to let it, let it play out. Like I said, it has nothing's been proven yet. Let the investigation unfold, and we'll see. Chad Kelly standing his ground. He. Obviously, he wants to uh, uh, not let this affect his reputation and possibly his standing in the league as a quarterback. If, if this turns out to be true, who knows what dominoes fall. Well, the, the way the league has handled these things, it's got to be a pretty hefty suspension, does mm-hmm. it not? You would think a suspension. Who knows if they, like, do they move on from Chad Kelly? He, he yeah. signs that contract, but, like, what do you do? Because he has a history of off-field stuff and you have to you'd hope he changed but if this is true it's clear he hasn't changed yeah there's been other things uh, in his college career in terms of fights and things like that with uh, chad kelly as uh, we're chatting with Britton gray he's got the briar covered uh, tonight of course saskatchewan against prince edward island canada also on the ice a battle of alberta uh, as well with kui and slachinski on the ice do you have a briar pick or are you just going to go with brendan botcher too like the rest it's, of us it's, it's so boring isn't it for us to all just go brendan botcher i mean they're the best team it was like it was like the scotties rachel holman it was her tournament to lose it feels like Botcher's tournament to lose as well with how good they've been. But, I mean, Brad Gushu, he likes Regina. He was Team Canada here in 2018, ended up winning, uh, defending his title and winning that one. So, hey, 
Maybe he likes the Queen City. Well, whenever he shows up to a briar, he just likes the briar. Like, True. The, 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 <laughs> that team just knows, okay, this is what we're going to do this week. This is what the ice is going to be, and uh, let's go curling. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, but Mike McEwen, Matt Dunstone, there's. it's going to be a great week, and it starts tonight, 6 o'clock, is the first draw. You're going to join me to watch the rec laws later, I, I would think. I'm going to do everything in my power to ensure I do not yep. miss Long Live the Night. This there's not- one thing I don't miss. That's uh, Britton Gray. Look for his coverage uh, on social, but, of course, cjme.com and cKOM.com. A lot more to come. We'll even drop the gloves, talk a little hockey. A week away from the NHL trade deadline, including a trade last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs pick up some help on the blue line. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with the Year of the Green Zone. We're live from just outside the Brant Center, getting ready for the Briar. Draw number one goes tonight, 6 o'clock. Saskatchewan on the ice against Prince Edward uh, Island. Of course, also this weekend, it is the beginning of the F1 season as Max Verstappen is back on the pole, uh, heading into the first race in Bahrain uh, of the season. Qualifying was earlier today depending on wherever you live um uh, on the friday going into the saturday uh, so as many analysts uh, are now looking at this say yeah better get used to another dominant performance by red bull and uh, max verstappen uh, this year as they're right back on the pole heading into the opening weekend of this year's f1 this season Time now for the Green Zone one-minute drill, the latest in sports. The Briar gets started tonight with Saskatchewan against Prince Edward Island to kick things off. Also, Team Canada, Brad Gushu on the ice against Nova Scotia. They're looking this week to win their sixth Briar, which would be chasing Randy Furby's record. Uh, you also have a Battle of Alberta tonight, Cooey against Lachinsky. Also, Jamie Cooey and Northern Northwest Territories against Julian Tremblay and Quebec. The Ottawa Senators host the Arizona Coyotes, who have lost 14 straight games. They didn't win a game in February. We'll see how they do tonight against Ottawa, Washington, host Philly, New Jersey against Anaheim. And the Blades will try to end their two-game losing streak. It's their first two-game losing streak since the end of November. They've been red hot right now as the top team in the Canadian Hockey League. Blades are taking on Lethbridge at Sastel Center. Coming up next... He'll be trying to win another Briar title in his hometown of Regina. Ben Hebert joins us on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. We are live from the Montana's Briar getting set for draw number one tonight at the Brant Center. Of course, a free admission night for the patch as well. The rec laws on the stage uh, shortly after draw number one wraps up. PEI against Team Saskatchewan. Canada also on the ice tonight. A battle of Alberta with Botcher and Slichinski. Uh, and you got to Newfoundland, or, um, Northwest Territories. Jamie Cooey's on the ice tonight as well against Quebec. Uh, joining us is usually the life of the party, one of the most popular players wherever the Briar is, but it's in his hometown. It's Ben Hebert of Team Botcher joining us. Benny, how's it going? Yeah, Jamie, it's going good. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be home, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm one of the most popular players. But, what do you uh, mean? Certainly About this week. About 85 people just stopped walking by to say yeah. hi to Ben and shake I, a hand and share a story. <laughs> I would say, you know, I okay, I, was, I, was, I was pumped. I was pumped to come home to, you know, see all my, my close friends that I, that I do miss, that I, you know, my, my golf buddies and my high school buds and my friends and family and cousins, and then 
Then I got home, I wheeled through the rink, and I seen, like, a bunch of guys I used to play junior curling against here when I played young and the men's, you know, the England brothers. And uh, I forgot how awesome the curling community is here and all yeah. the people that I grew up playing with. And uh, pretty grateful to see all them here and big smiles and hugs. So it's been a warm welcome so far to Regina. Well, we, we were kidding. Okay, you got Catlin Schneider curling with BC. You're here. So you got the Kidbees, the Heberts, and the Schneiders. It's a good run. That's a, that's a good run in the bar back in the day in the old Chrono Curling Club. We kept that place alive for years, man. Oh, yeah. I miss those days. Those were fun. I got some good stories that we can't tell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those are patch stories uh, <laughs> later on. Uh, but, Ben, your team's curling very well uh, going in. Uh, everybody that we've had on, who's going to win the Briar? They got their money on Botcher. What's it like to be the considered the favorite and do do you guys feel the pressure of that at all as how good your season has gone no i don't think i mean i don't know for the favorite brad goose has won four out of the last six or seven of these you know he's definitely the favorite to see in canada but i you know i would put us as a close second or or equal to him and then obviously matt dunstone has had a a decent season as well and you know he can crank it up at any time Mm -hmm. and then kevin cooey's won four of these mike McEwen actually and the sasky boys have been playing pretty good curling so you know, I don't know. Uh, the favorite, all the really the favorite means is if you play good, you got a chance. You know, we've shown some great consistency this year. Um, had moments of brilliance. You know, we won three events, lost a couple slam finals, and really just we haven't not qualified in anything. I don't even know if actually if we lost a quarterfinal. We've been in the semis and finals and everything, which is great consistency. But I think, you know, to win this event, I've been fortunate enough to win it four times, and you got to kind of raise, you got to raise your game a little bit. You know, I think what we've done so far this year is great, and it'll put us in a good spot. Yeah. But I think we even have to crank it up a little bit to, if we want to be hoisting the trophy at the end of this thing. I know, I know what it takes, and uh, we're really close. You know, I can confidently say, you know, we haven't left any, any doubt in our mind. You know, we're going to come in confident. We've put the work in, and now we got to go out there and and show what we've been working on behind the scenes. So I'm ready to roll. I was I was talking to Rachel uh, Holman after she won, and just okay, they made the roster change. Tracy comes in. Sarah came in a few years ago, and she said it took kind of a year to mesh for this group, and they flipped the skip again. Holman's throwing last. Was it the same for your team, where last year was, okay, try to find our way. This year, okay, uh, we get it now as a full foursome. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think we we knew each other from playing against yeah. each other so much. So you think you know somebody, but I don't think you really get to know somebody till you play with them. You know, you see all the you see all the good things of the people and what you want on your team when you see them on another team. But when you get them on your team, and you know, everyone has flaws, everyone has weaknesses, everyone has strengths, and so we've tried to maximize our strengths as individuals and our team, and kind of try to make our own little brand of how how we want our team to operate and how we want to throw the rock. Like, there's a lot of technical work that goes into curling of making it easy for Botch to put the broom down so that he knows yep. where the rock's going. took us a little while because, like, Mark came from Brad Jacobs. I came from Cooey. Botcher had his own program. And, you know, Gallant came from Gushu. So we all had these kind of ideas of what was going to work, and we kind of picked our way through. And, and now we've kind of found our way a little bit of what we want to do. And our, our coach kind of locked us down at the end of last year and said, we're, we're not messing around with this anymore. This is what we're doing. And it's worked for us. We've had, we've had a really good year. But, I mean, uh, you know, what are those things? Like, for – Someone going like, what's the difference yeah, to it, change a strategy of trying to get the more rocks closest to the middle? Yeah, it would be, uh, you know, the the real deep technical term. You know, it's it's your slide lines of where you would slide and how much set you want on the rock, how much rotation you want on the rock, how much uh, kick speed you want instead of arm speed of extension. Like, it's mm-hmm. deep. No one's going to understand what the hell I'm talking <laughs> about. There's no different than a golfer. If you're a golfer yeah. and you step up with a 7-iron, you hit a... 155 yard and high cut yeah and then i put another ball down and i'm like okay do it again 
and and if you don't know what you did to hit that first shot, yeah. you're not going to be able to do it again, right? So it's just the repetitions of doing the same thing over and over and over and over until your body's like, okay, here's the way you swing or here's the way you throw the rock, and that's kind of what we've been working on to, to shoot high numbers and have a great week here. Ben, so, yeah, we'll see. Ben Hebert with us, uh, lead of Team Botcher, uh, the top-ranked uh, team in the country coming into the Briar. Um, what's it like when you you don't have to take on Cooey in the – in the round robin, but maybe in the playoffs. What's it like when you, like last briars and stuff, when you make the, when the free agency comes in curling, as I call it, and you're up against, is it a rivalry uh, when you take on an old uh, skip? Ah, no, I, I mean, I'm great friends with Kevin. We have so many good memories together and history together. You know, he's one of my good friends for life guaranteed, but uh, no, we're not going to, you know, take it easy on each other. That's for sure out there. I don't think I ever would circle a game and say, you know, that's my old skip or whatever. I mean, I may be the first year, maybe the first time you play him after you break up with the new teams. You kind of feel yeah. that. You're like, I want to kick his ass, yada, yada. Yeah. But, you know, it's our second year with a new team, and I'm quite happy, and I've moved on from my old team with my new teammates. And so we kind of just go out there, and I look at him like Tyler Tardy and Carrick, and who's their second? Jacques, and just be like, you know, we. Uh, I'm just playing another team. Yep. I truly feel that way. And, you know, maybe you ask Brett about, you know, Gushu or Botch about his team or Mark about Jacobs. I mean, We've played with a lot of guys over the years. Like, I've played with Colton Flash. I've played Spiels with Mike McEwen. Yep. You know, I've played with uh, lots of guys out there that you spared on or play, played seasons with. And, you know, BJ Newfeld with Matt Dunstone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the curling world is small, and there's a lot of talent out there. And if you're lucky enough to, you know, be like me and play with a lot of these great players, eventually those teams come to an end, and you're going to have to battle against them, just kind of the way it goes. But, uh, no, I don't have any... Hard feelings or anything, you know, and more nerves or anything. Yeah. It's just to play my old teammates. They're just another team these days. Well, what would a home Briar win mean? Oh man, to to win it in this barn. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it, it uh, it'd be pretty emotional. That's for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I've had a just a ridiculous career. I I would never have thought, you know, playing growing up here in Regina at the Wheat City, you know, would take me to where Curlin's taken me. I've been really fortunate, and um, you know, to, we, we even just played a, sl- a grand slam here in um, in May uh, at the cooperators there, and uh, we won it. And you know, just having my friends and family there afterwards hugging, and you know, everyone was pretty pumped. And you know, I was small, smaller compared to this, but yeah, it would be it would be next level. I think any time you can win a Canadian championship, or even just playing a Canadian championship. I haven't got to play here since '06, since when I was with Sasky and Pat Simmons when I was like 21. <laughs> I missed the 18 Briar here because I was at the Olympics. Yeah. You know, so this is this is great, and I think anytime you know, especially as you get older, you know, you get a little soft, you reminisce, and you know, you're you're pretty grateful. And ben Hebert, come on. Well, I'm saying I'm still deep down, I'm a killer. Like I want to kill everyone we play against. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, but like I think when you look at the big picture, you know, I'm I'm uh, I am really grateful and I'm pumped to play at home. And yeah, winning here would be incredible. I can tell you what, we'd have that patch full on Sunday oh night. That's my for sure. Goodness. Right? Just, just with my family alone, but uh, we we got a hell of a long way to go before we can think of thinking about any of that. So. We'll see, but uh, you know we're going to need a really good week. We're going to need a really good week here to, to play well to take down the field. There's a lot of good teams that have been working hard, and you know we're going to have to play our best. Uh, ben Hebert uh, with us here on the uh, Green Zone. Everybody wants to ask about the format. And do you like the format? Do you think it works? Do you think it doesn't work? Uh, it seems like it changes almost once every two or three years. Um, yeah, I think does just... this one matter? Just win no. more games than everybody else. Yeah, at the end of the day, the best team's going to win, right? Uh, no matter the format. I mean, the the perfect format probably doesn't exist these days. I think as soon as uh, we went to a Team Canada model to follow the Scotties and bring the Team Canada, and then uh, the Northwest Territories, UConn used to be one, yep. and now they're three with none of it. As soon as soon as you did that, 
and you left and you let every province and territory and Team Canada and Northern Ontario all have teams, I think at that point um, you probably had to let the top teams in because if you wanted to be equal to everybody, I didn't think it was fair to not have your top teams at a Canadian championship. And if you're letting everybody else in, I didn't yeah. think you should be penalized for where you lived. So, like, there was years I played provincials with Martin. We had to beat Furby and Cooey. And when we beat Furby in the final, I was like, well, the Briar is going to be easier than that because Ferb is, like, the second-best team in the country. Yeah. And he didn't even get to go to the Briar. You know, so those days, uh, from a top curler perspective, I'm glad are behind us. I mean, and you know what? For the fans and the, the, the people coming to watch and even on TV, like, you're going to get a ton of good matchups. There's nobody, there's nobody in the whole country here this week that has a chance to win the Briar. Any team that had a chance to win the Briar is here. There's no one left at home going like, man, if, I if he was there, thank God, you know, they would have had a chance. Not even close. Everybody's here. All your top dogs are here. And that's kind of what you want. Um, that's what you want in a Canadian championship to have someone represent and go to the Worlds. Uh, ben Hebert is uh, here on the Green Zone. After what happened at the Scotties, how much do you be on your P's and Q's for that last stone draw, just in case that's the tiebreaker as uh, Caitlin Laws yeah, got into was, the playoffs because of it? Yeah, because because they wild. changed it on the Grand Slams. You guys were like, no, can we get a tiebreaker to make the playoffs rather than this? But not here. It'll If they can't decide on head-to-head, it'll come down to last stone draw. Yeah, I mean, you got, a, you got eight games. I think the Grand Slam is different because they only had four games. Yep. So if you're two and two, a tiebreaker, you're in and out, and there's you know money on the line and points on the line, world ranking on the line, CTRS points to get into the Briar on the line. Yeah. And we just didn't think that four games was a big enough window to show that. But at the Scotties and the Briar, you get eight games. So if you can't show yourself in eight games, and this is just the kind of the way the draw is, everyone knows coming in. Yep. It's not a short round robin where you get. You know, a, a green sheet one night, and you're the first night out, and you don't know the rocks. You get pre get pre-event practice, you get pre-game practice, you get eight full games to show. And if you don't get in on a draw to the button, you know you could probably guarantee you're one of the teams you could look back at one, two, three of the losses that you had, and and you'd be kicking yourself thinking you should have won those games. So I, I got no problem with the format. I think this is honestly probably as good as a format as you're going to get moving forward. Yeah. I love the three CTRS teams in pre-provincials because now in provincials, it's how old, it's old school like how we used to play where if you win, jumping up and down, tears, emotion, excitement. Like I would watch those provincial finals. Yep. I'd watch two no-name teams playing the provincial final who've never been to a briar before. But us playing Cooey in the provincial final, you both when know we're both going. in the briar, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. You know, I don't even. I don't want to play in it. I don't want to watch it. But I think now uh, that you know, like we're going to be in the Briar next year in Kelowna, and I don't know who else would be in. Maybe Gushu. I don't even know who's third actually in the CTRS, but whoever else would be in is automatically in. And then those provincial championships are huge. You know, so then I'm a fan. You know, then yep. I'm a curling fan. We love watching the provincials, and and then you see some good raw emotion and teams like even Slachinski won this year to go to the Briar. Unreal. Now we beat Cooey, yeah. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, Kev- Kevin was already in. So next year they're not doing any of that. All the teams are going to be pre-qualified in, and I think it gives teams that that are in really really tough provinces. You know, the women Manitoba, the men Manitoba, the men Alberta. It gives teams that really, if they go to provincials and us and Cooey are there, they're dead. You know, they might fluke one final, but they're yep. not running the gauntlet. Yeah. And so this way, I think it's great. I think Curling Canada and Nolan did a good job to get it to where it is. 
And, yeah, now I'm looking forward to watching the Provincials next year. I think it's going to be sweet. Uh, finally, uh, I need to ask, what, what are your Calgary Flames going to do here? Are they going to make in the playoffs? Or? Oh, man, they're a roller coaster. But, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I've been to a few games, and I'm just like, they're they're terrible. And then I watch them a few, and I'm like, man, they are a really good team. You know, I, I really don't know what to think. I'm, I'm not I'm not as uh, dialed as maybe I should be because I've been busy with the curling, but i got a couple buddies on the Flames. I'm choked. Tanev just got traded. I just had dinner with him on Sunday night. Me and Botch had dinner with Tanny uh, with one of our ATB sponsors on Sunday, and he's, he knew he was getting traded but didn't really hit home until I was in Regina. Yeah. I saw it, and I was texting him. I was like, oh, man, and, you know, a good golf buddy of mine. And so that sucks because he's such a warrior and a great player. And I mean, the writing's on the wall for what the Flames are going to do. Yeah, if you're trying to chase down Vancouver and you're trying to chase down Edmonton and all these teams that are just stacked, even the Leafs, like if you're truly trying to make a cup run, a cup team, you know they're probably gonna have to blow it up. I know they're gonna trade Hannafin. It looks like they're talking about Markstrom. You know they got that long contract with uh, Huberto and Weger looks great. Anderson, I bet they'd probably move Kadri. Who knows what they're gonna do with him? But the thing is, and what's gonna save Calgary's bacon? And I do live there, so I live in the buzz. I have I have season tickets with my work at Caltech surveys and like. They got the new stadium coming. So they got a little window here Oh yeah. that yeah, if they're yeah, brutal yeah. and if they tank, guess what happens when that new stadium gets built? Everyone's buying season tickets. All corporate Calgary's buying the suites because, you know, it's a night out. You're going to want to host your customers at a beautiful event. You'll take your wife on a date, head out with some buddies. Like, it's going to be an unbelievable facility. So if they do tank for two or three years and they rebuild, they're, they're going to have a little bit of a soft landing where if they did that now, and that new arena wasn't coming. Yeah, that, those fans could turn quick. You know, if they're like I live there, and you know, there's some ruthless uh, hockey fans in that town, right? <laughs> Just so, a little bit. Oh yeah. So I think that uh, this new arena is definitely going to save their bacon on a rebuild. Which you know, I, I, I'm the first one to tell you, if the Flames tank the next few years and and they're getting a bunch of draft picks and they're rebuilding, the minute that stadium is built my tickets are going to be renewed, and, I, and I'm going to be a fan of the Flames to get in there. So I think they got a little bit of a window there, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, Benny, uh, enjoy the week. you got the night off on night one and uh, on the ice tomorrow afternoon. Always great stopping by, and I know we'll uh, see you around all week. Thanks, Best of luck. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. That is Benny Hebert, lead the team botcher, one of the favorites coming in the briar. They get going uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, coming up here on the Green Zone, a lot more ahead of night one. And, of course, a reminder, free admission for the patch tonight. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Dye with you. I'll tell you, it's it's hard not to have a longer than anticipated chat when Benny Hebes is around. Uh, he's the life of the party, always will be as well. And uh, could could he win a home briar? You said how much you, you heard how much it would mean to Ben Hebert, lead a team botcher to win one in his hometown of Regina. But the latest in sports is this: Newfoundland's Brad Gushu going for a sixth briar championship. His road begins tonight against Nova Scotia, but of course, all eyes. In this province, will be on Team McEwen, Saskatchewan, on, against PEI and Tyler Smith uh, tonight. Ottawa Senators hosting the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes have lost 14 straight games. Didn't win a game in February. Entire month, over for the Arizona Coyotes. And the Blades will try to end a two-game losing streak at home tonight against Lethbridge. More coming up uh, here on the Green Zone, live from the Montana's Briar on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.